Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's really designed to help you reflect and think about your business, not just do your business. You know, remodeling businesses are oftentimes businesses that have evolved. They weren't designed. Very few people go to university or studies to do a remodeling business. It's more of an evolutionary process. So what I try to do is take different topics that are not only relevant, but also fairly deep experiences in my life and my world that help you to really navigate through some of these. This podcast series is supported by my friends at the professional media as well as the alliances that are out there trying to help you with different technologies in your business. Today I want to talk about a topic that is one that touches really all of us. However, it's not necessarily very tactical in terms of the here and now of 2024 or your business today, but it is something you have to start really heavily thinking about. And that's thinking about your transitions, thinking about the exiting process in your business. You know, it's been said that, you know, one common denominator is we were all born and we're all going to die. And I think that's true also when it comes to your business. Your business gave birth and at some point you're going to move on or you're going to transition out of it. Now, that may not be now. It may not be five years from now. It may not be 20 years from now, but it is going to happen eventually. And whether you pass the baton to someone else or whether you sell the business or whether you close the business, any of those are certainly options. Now, what's interesting is we think about remodeling and small businesses. I'm on the board of the Mid-Atlantic Better Business Bureau, and we've heard before three out of five small businesses are out of business in five years. However, looking at some Harvard data from years ago, nine out of 10 remodeling businesses are out of business in 10 years. So if, in fact, you've kind of made it past the 10-year mark, I think you should feel not necessarily it's smooth sailing, but you definitely should feel a level of confidence that this is a sustainable business and you need to think about what those things and transitions are really all about. So whether you do this by design or whether you just let it kind of unfold naturally, it's going to happen that there's going to be some transitions that are happening. Now, one of the things I'd strongly encourage is some kind of overriding thoughts. As you're thinking about this, it's important to be disciplined but not obsessed by it. You know, your business needs to focus on the here and now and not necessarily all about your transition moving on beyond the business itself. So try at least to be disciplined. Try to be investing a little bit of time and not necessarily, you know, obsessed by it because I think that's not going to be healthy either. You know, I've worked with many, many business owners, whether they're in very large businesses, $100 million plus, or $2 million businesses that have made the transitions. And thankfully, I think if in fact, one is kind of coached and taken through with a tour guide, how to get through the process, it can be a very, very successful, financially very fruitful, as well as I think in terms of the team and the clients and the product, it can be very positive as well. 
Now, having gone through that process, certainly myself, many, many years ago and having a very successful transition, I will say that transitions, change, adjustments are weird. And I say that because if you're just expecting all of a sudden to pass from one uh, good, solid place to another beautiful place, there is going to be kind of a transitionary period. But I will you know, pretty much assure you that you can get to that place where that next chapter, as so to speak, is everybody as good, if not better, than the chapter that you're presently in that you're feeling pretty fulfilled about. So what I want to do is I'm going to take 10 kind of insights, 10 tips that I think might be good for you to first and foremost think about. Maybe there's some sort of strategies and maybe even specifically some tactics that you want to integrate in. And as you think about these things, you know, jot them down, these 10, and start to put them under your pillow and see how you're doing over a period of time. Number one on my list was spend some time, you know, really thinking about, you know, what that next chapter, what that life beyond the business might look like for you. Now, it could be, for example, on a very personal side, it could be on a professional side, but think of it like you're a remodeling project and you are the client and you have a remodeler, you have an expert that's kind of taking you through this. And the first thing they're going to do is try to understand more about you, more about what you're yearning, what your goal is. So start to jot those things down for yourself. You know, what is it that you really are yearning for? And then you start with just like a remodeling project, you know, thumbnail sketch that moves into some conceptual designs and then ultimately detailed planning, budgeting, and those kind of things. I think when it comes to your world and designing what that chapter looks like, that transition looks like for you, I think it's a very similar process. So give yourself the license to stay, for example, in that kind of very thumbnail sketch conceptual place until you've really exhausted that process. You know, don't try to go it alone. Talk to friends and family and those kind of things so that you really understand what, with some clarity, what that might look like. I mean, one thing I will say is for those busy people out there, think of it like a glass of water. When you take away, for example, a chunk of your life, your business, there is a void in that glass. And that void's going to be filled with something. The question is, are you designing it to be filled with what you want it to be? And I think with that effort and that time that's spent on that, you'll find a a very successful process. Okay, number two is similar, I think, to number one, but it's a little different. And that is really think about yourself. Really get to know yourself. Are you the kind of person that prefers transitions? In other words, a where you're still involved with something for a period of time, can you abdicate to other people having control over it? Or are you a rip-off-the-band-aid kind of person and really want to uh, uh, close the chapter on the transition with your business and then move on? I know many that fall into both of those categories. So it's not a right or wrong, 
But I think what's most important is to know yourself. I have one very successful leader in the remodeling industry that really, really wanted to cut the cord. He wanted to rip off the Band-Aid, and he's very happy. And as a result of that, he's gone on to do more speaking and writing books and different kind of things. And he really doesn't look back in terms of what that business is and doing. It's up to the new leaders to take it from there. Similarly, I've had other people who are experiencing some real pain in that transition because they didn't really set up the right transition and they ripped off the Band-Aid and now they're looking back and they're not necessarily very happy in the process. So you really have to know yourself and what really fits you. Okay, number three on my list is to ask yourself a question, you know, when is enough enough? And what I'm speaking to more specifically is financially, is when enough, enough, enough. Now, one key metric that you might want to think about when it comes, and it's not the only financial metric, certainly you have, you have cash flow, you have other things as well, but think about it in terms of net worth. Think about it in terms of your balance sheet. So I asked many years ago a group of 14 people that question. These were friends people in the industry, outside the industry, that I had a lot of respect for what they and their lifestyle needed to be. And what I asked with these different people who had similar lifestyles to mine, you know, when is enough enough? How, what is that number for you? And I asked 14 people that question. And what was interesting is two people came up with a number of the 14 that was ridiculously high, ridiculously high. Three were very naive or caught off by the question, I believe, and had ridiculously low numbers. But then there were nine that had the same number. And the reason I share that exercise, and I was really quite surprised with that outcome, is if you want the conviction, if you want the confidence to know when is enough enough, you then have not just this kind of traveling through a fog, kind of understanding of when is enough enough. You have a number. And if you then can look at your present balance sheet, you can look at your net worth, and then you can see what that gap is, if any. Sometimes you're already past that number. Then you can have a better understanding. And I will say, when you do make that passage to hitting that when is enough number, uh, you will have a level of freedom in terms of your thinking and in terms of your life that is very, very different than if you're always catching up for that. Okay, number four on my list was, this is just starting early. This is a bit of advice more than anything, and that is start the process early. Now, many people wonder and ask, what do you mean by early? Well, ideally, ideally, you want to start this process uh, that we're speaking about today, but even a little bit more uh, concrete planning about 10 years before you see some sort of meaningful transition. Now, again, think of it very much like a funnel. At the top of the funnel, you're just playing around with ideas. You're p- having conversations. It's not necessarily doing blueprints of what it is, but start early in the process. You know, it's kind of like, for example, think of it like a, a kid. Uh, a a 12-year-old kid, someone might ask, what do you want to do when you grow up? Well, at that point, they don't need to start applying for 
college at 12 years old, but they need to start at least thinking maybe about that. What is it that would make me be fulfilled and and what I would enjoy? Now, they don't know at that point, and they're going to march along like most young people, and eventually they'll figure that out. But start early at least with some questions, and I think it's a very similar process that you can get to as well. Okay, number five on my list was something that I experienced about 20 years ago that I thought was pretty meaningful. And that was someone said to me uh, that they were very successful with what they accomplished. And I asked them, what is it that you're thinking about now? What's your next step? And his uh, response to that question at the time, I'm looking for someone to fire me. And I remember very specifically when I heard and saw that kind of response, I was kind of taken off guard. I'm looking for someone to fire me. You know, that idea that you're getting fired is not a real comforting thought. However, after immediately reflecting on it a little bit, I said, aha, that's really the key. You've got to have someone to push you forward if, in fact, you want to go forward. So at that point, start to think about who will fire you. And what you need to do starting early is starting to get that person in place. Take some inventory of your existing business. It could be family members. It could be then you just need to go out now, 10 years in advance, five years in advance, and start to bring on that person that ultimately has the potential to fire you. But what you will find if you don't have that person in place the business will be like a ball and chain and you will not be able to kind of transition or exit out of it. Okay, number six. Number six, I think, you know, maybe starts to happen a little bit further in the process. But what I'd encourage you to do is start to plant seeds, start to experiment with many of the things that you want to do in the next chapter. I know for myself, for example, I started to do more writing. I started to do more speaking. I started to do things, uh, advising, sitting on boards, those kind of things earlier on in the process. So I could really determine for myself, number one, was it kind of a fantasy or was it real that I would really have all those opportunities? But number two, and just as importantly, is were they as enjoyable as I thought? You know, many people that become road warriors that get out and doing speaking and different kinds of things, they realize that they don't want to be a slave to airports and they don't like that after a while. So by planting some seeds and seeing if, in fact, there's real market or interest of some of the things that you might want to be doing in the future, what kind of investments you might want to be getting into, I think you'll have a better understanding once you make those transitions to be able to do those things. Okay, number seven is getting support and alignment. You know, I think it's... um, critical that you are not out there by yourself, that you're, you've got a lot of people around you that can give you help and support. You know, start with your immediate family. I mean, who are the truth tellers in your family that really know you very well, but also know kind of what is ultimately going to make the most sense for you and your family? 
you know, start to maybe get some alignment. Maybe you've got some key people in the organization that you want to just run things up the flagpole. You want to give them a little of taste test. You want to even find out if there's a possibility that they have an interest in maybe investing in the business and the transition and buying out maybe elements and stocks and different kind of things in the future. But once I think you get some support and some alignment, I think it's going to help to give you the conviction and the confidence to be able to move forward. Number eight is uh, commit to time. You know, I'm oftentimes asked, why do business initiatives struggle? And it really boils down on three things. And those three things are focus, commitment, and capital. Focus is a little bit more laser focus. Commitment is uh, uh, really feeling committed, and you're going to have to be committed to this whether you want it or not. But capital is really oftentimes about the time. So start to carve out time for yourself to focus on this transition. Now, you may not want to do that, but kind of put it in your calendar. Make appointments to yourself. It might be on more of an annualized basis. You know, go out and do a day or two kind of hibernation and start to just think about what these things are. It might be on a quarterly basis that you want to go and spend a day thinking about what that future might look like. It might be on a weekly basis, just carving out literally a half hour, hour in a week. Make an appointment with yourself very similar that you would make with a client and treat yourself with the same degree of reverence and importance as, as you do these other things. Number nine on my list is plan. Now, you've heard and you certainly understand kind of my voice on this. If you fail to plan, plan to fail. I mean, this is a very common little adage that's out there. And I think it it happens with remodeling projects, but it also happens with this transition as well. I think if you start earlier, as I talked about, but also start to sketch out what that plan is. As I said early on, you know, start with more of a conceptual, start with more of a thumbnail sketch of what that looks like. And then gradually as you're marching along, it becomes more detailed and more explicit. You know, this is very much like a journey. And I think what you want to do is like look out first to the fu- into the future. You know, am I traveling to the mountains or to the seashore? You see the mountains out in the distance. That's more the vision of where you want to go. You know, then you have kind of that, that, that course, that journey. What is that kind of overall blueprint of how to get there? And then what's immediately around you in terms of what the tactics are and the exits you need to take to be able to get to that, that ultimate vision? Okay, number 10, and certainly not least of importance, but is, you know, a whole notion here is don't go it alone. Now, pretty much everybody's experienced this before, so I don't want to be condescending to anyone, but you're not the first one that's going through this. Most businesses go through this in one fashion or the other. So the first thing I might do is kind of reach out to some of your friends, some of your colleagues, some of the industry, the associate people that really have gone through this process. You know, take them out to lunch and actually talk to them about it. Even some that haven't done it, but are thinking about it. If not anything else, I think you're going to gain some wisdom from other people's scars and bruises and knowledge of going through the process. 
Also, you know, there are different seminars. There's different ways. I know my friend Dave Luperger has a seminar out there specifically focused on strategies for exit, something everybody has to go through. And in that, he brings in speakers. He brings in shows different alternatives. Uh, Also, you know, you might want to retain a coach to take you through this process or journey. You know, again, it's it's a pretty common process everyone has gone through. I've certainly taken many, many through this process. So I think, you know, you want to have, don't go it alone. You want to be out there and you want to look at different models, do as much research as you can. And I think with that, you're going to probably find a better outcome. So, you know, I want to kind of close in this. You're going to go through this transition. You're going to exit what you're doing now, whether you like it or not. I think if you do this in a really graceful way, that's really focused on your goals and what would make you happy and what would be the most fulfilling for you, the likelihood to have an outcome on the other side of this process that's much more positive is going to be greater. So I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast, and I look forward to speaking to you soon.